message is called Love in Action. This past weekend was so incredible with Darren being here and in the process of, of uh, being here in the presence of the Lord. I went to this very, very deep place with the Lord. And I, I hadn't been able to access that place in a really long time. And I remember the Lord just taking me into the depths of his heart. And um, this past year was, was, was hard. We went through some things as a body, as a church. And, um, and the Lord allowed me to go to this place with him in a very, very deep place. And I just started praying for the injustices. And I just started praying for things that... Um, that were not okay and not done right. And, um, and I remember being in this place and feeling this, this love of the Father so intense over his bride. Like it has nothing to do with me. It has nothing to do with our ministry. It has to do that when you're in the presence of God and you're seeking his face and you go to this deep place with him, that you can't help but to love, you can't help but to honor. It's something that's a part of the kingdom of God. And, and I remember being in this place before and feeling this intense love that was so overwhelming. I mean, it was just crazy. I remember sitting there just weeping and weeping and weeping. And those, um, those that the enemy to do that, the enemy used against us, I prayed and I prayed for them in this deep, deep place with the Father. Because I know the purpose and the destiny that the Lord speaks over our lives. And I know that honor and presence is the very essence of where we need to be this season with him in such a deep place that we don't get off the path or off of what God really has for us this season. And, um, you know, this, this past year, the Lord told me not to say anything. My husband dealt with every single obstacle and hid forward every single obstacle that came our way. But this year, the Lord told me, he says, you are no longer to be quiet anymore. You were to roar like the lion that I've always created you to be, and you do it in honor. So this morning, you know, we had, we had, before we even came to Ohio, we had a radio station. And our radio station was built from youth. And the Lord had assigned us for almost three years this group of youth. And these group of youth were amazing. I mean, they heard they heard the word of God. They were on their face. We spent hours on our face before the Lord and in the presence. And the Lord began to bless the ministry with things. The Lord began to send uh, people we didn't even know. God told me to give you microphones. God told me to give you this piece of equipment. I don't even know how to use it, but God said to get it for you and give it to you. I mean, it was so supernatural, the things that came, and they came very quickly. And even 
the vision the Lord had given my husband at the time about starting the radio station, he was like, Lord, I don't even know how to run a radio station. I don't even know how to uh, mess with the equipment. I don't know anything about that. And you want me to do a radio station? And our radio station was called Radio Air Jesus. Teens, please remind me this, Pete. <laughs> real teens with real testimonies. Because we wanted young youth to have a voice. We wanted them to have a voice and talk about real issues that nobody else wanted to talk about. And everything was always covered in church. And everything was always covered out in their schools. And the school systems weren't talking about things. So here comes these group of youth. And they sit down and they talk about real subjects. They talk about suicide. They talk about girls being pregnant in high school. They talk about and how it's affected their lives. I mean, we had deep, deep conversations where they were able to get on the radio and really share their heart on some deep subjects that nobody else was talking about. I tell you all that because of where I'm going. This was the Lord's ministry. We still have the radio station. Many, many, many of you see us here, but our radio station is worldwide. It hits 192 countries. And so we're blessed with that. But I'm going to tell you, and I'm, I'm going to share this verse, of, verse with you of why I'm saying what I'm saying this morning. 2 Corinthians 12.9. It says, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly of my weakness, so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. This past week, I'm going to tell you right now, I hit my place of weakness. My family and me got hit so hard like a train came out of nowhere and hit us. And I'm telling you, I'm being transparent because you'll come to find, I know some of you guys are new this morning, but you'll come to find that we're very transparent people and we speak about things that nobody else wants to talk about. And the reason why we speak about them is because we're real. And I want people to get their breakthrough through my testimony, through things God brings us from because none of us are perfect. And, and, and I stand here sharing my weakness this morning, that it killed my heart. I mean, I felt so afflicted. And, and I remember being there and praying and I said, God, like you can get hurt and you can have like a surface wound, but this was not just a surface room. This was an affliction of the enemy. It's like the enemy came in, targeted my family, and said, boom, I'm going to take you out. And I, and, and I remember coming to the Lord, and I said, God, you always have said that we would know you in, our, in your sufferings and that you took the afflictions on your body for us. And I, and I kept thinking of that. And I said, God, I said, I can't even imagine how you felt with Judas. I can't even imagine how you felt when Judas betrayed you. We had some things stolen from us this past week. 
And I've had so many people and so much support from around the world because they knew those items. They've been following us. They've been part of our lives for many years now, not just since we've been in Ohio. From years and years ago, when our ministry first started, they knew how the, the ministry was built. They knew the foundation of the ministry. They know my husband and me so well that they know that if we're talking about that even this morning, it's because the Lord has graced us to talk about it not because it's something we like to talk about and 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 um people been so supportive people started giving donations to us and i'm so thankful those that are watching i'm so thankful for your support and for everything that you help us with because they all live in different places and they all reached out to us and said man we support you guys. We want to help. We want to pray for you guys. Whatever you guys need, we want to be there for you and your family. Because, and four people called us and said, I know you and your husband. And I know that if these people would have come to ask you for it, you would have given it to them. They didn't have to steal it or take it. And I began to weep and cry because people know us so well from other states and other countries that they know our hearts. They know our heart and they know what we stand for of integrity, of, of, of honor, of never ever speaking bad of somebody. And I'm not going to speak bad of somebody today because you can't put a face to the enemy. You can't. It's always the enemy. It's never a face to the enemy. And I remember reading this scripture in Matthew 26, 14 this morning. And it talks about this process that Judas went through. And it says, Judas agrees to betray Jesus. Then Judas, Issachar, one of the 12 disciples, went to the leading priest and asked, how much will you pay to betray, how much will you pay me to betray Jesus to you? And they gave him 30 pieces of silver. From that time on, Judas began looking for an opportunity to betray him. The enemy is looking and he's waiting for somebody to agree with him, for somebody to come and agree with him. And I'm, and I'm thinking, I'm looking at this and we can read it now amongst us. We can read the word of God and we're like 30 pieces of silver. And we know what Jesus has become through his resurrection power. And we know what came after that because we're in a now time. But at that moment when Judas was in this position, Judas did not realize himself of what he was doing. He didn't realize that 30 pieces of silver wasn't going to be worth him sacrificing and betraying Jesus at this moment. He agreed with the devil. He agreed with the enemy and, and chose to go that direction. It gets me excited because of the enemy's prowling. And the enemy's trying to get people to agree with him, to come against the very thing Jesus is trying to do in a place. It's because we're doing something right. It's because something great is coming. 
the power of God is about to manifest and resurrection power and signs and wonders like you've never seen before. And I'm telling you this because the affliction that me and my family went under this past week, it doesn't come with without a price that the enemy will pay. When they stoned Stephen, the, the, the Lord said, this one you will pay for. Not the people, the enemy. This one you will pay for. And I heard the Lord say it. And I heard in my prayer time, I, I had to go before the Lord because I'm human. I have feelings. We go through things. My kids, my husband, we go through things when people hurt us. And people, it's one thing to hurt somebody and say, man, I made a mistake. Man, I didn't mean to hurt you. And it's another when people deliberately do something on purpose to hurt you on purpose. There's two different things. Those are afflictions. And I said, God, if anything comes out of this is that I know you and your afflictions. That I can sit here and I can say, man, I can go to that place with you. And, I, and you keep reading in Matthew. And it says, he replies, one of you who has just eaten from the bowl with me will betray me. For the Son of Man must die as the scriptures declared long ago, but how terrible it will be for the one who betrays him. It will be far better for that man if he had never been born. And then Judas comes in and does his thing, right? As I'm reading this this morning, the Lord tells me, he says, you know, Everything happens for a reason. The, the affliction my family went through this past week with the betrayal and all this stuff that occurred, I'm telling you, it's because it had to have happened for us to get to the next thing. And I have to see things through the eyes of the Father and the eyes of the Lord that in this process of the affliction that God is going to do something. The Lord begins to tell me during this process, he says, be patient in affliction. And I'm like, what does that even mean? Patient in affliction. I've never even heard of that before. Like, what does that look like in your kingdom, God, to be patient in affliction? In Romans 12, 9, it's, it's titled Love in Action. And it says, some of your Bibles may say, behave like a Christian. <laughs> I thought that was so hilarious of the Lord. And it said, behave like a Christian, love in action. And it says, love must be sincere. Hate what is evil, cling to what is good. Be devoted to one another in love. Honor one another above yourselves. Never be lacking in zeal, but keep your spiritual fever serving the Lord. Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Share with the Lord's people who are in need and practice hospitality. <laughs> Bless those who persecute you. Bless, do not curse. Rejoice with those who rejoice. 
Mourn with those who mourn and live in harmony with one another and do not be proud, but be willing to associate with people of low position and do not be conceited. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath, for it is written, it is mine to avenge. I will repay back, says the Lord. On the contrary, if your enemy is hungry, feed him. If he's thirsty, give him something to drink. And in doing this, you will heap burning coals on your head and do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. I'm telling you, I had to let that scripture sink in my spirit. I had to become that sponge and I had to say, Lord, let it sink in so deep in me. Let my spirit gravitate to that scripture. And I remember coming before the Lord when this occurred. And the Lord took me to Psalms 34, 17 through 20. And it says, when the righteous cry out for help, the Lord hears and delivers them out of all their troubles. And the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers him out of them and he keeps all his bones. Not one of them is broken. Meaning you can go through things in your life and afflictions sometimes, but it's not going to kill you. It has no right. It has no authority to come and kill you and break you down. James 5.11, behold, we, we consider those who remain steadfast. You have heard of the steadfastness of Job, and you have seen the purpose of the Lord, how the Lord is compassionate and merciful. See, I'm reading this to myself because I had to go to that deep place with the Lord and I said, God, in the natural, it makes no sense what we're going through. But in the spirit, it makes perfect sense because of what God wants to do here in Ohio, because of what God wants to do here in Bryan, because of what God wants to do in our region, it makes perfect sense. Paul says this, and it always ministers to me, Philippians 1.15. It is true that some people preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love. Knowing that I'm put here for the defense of the gospel, the former preach Christ out of selfish ambition, not sincerity, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is being preached. And because of this, I will rejoice. I rejoice. Pete was talking about a stirring in the spirit. 
The stirring has begun, and the stirring is here. See, because the enemy wants us to focus on all the negativity and all the bad things because he's out to seek and destroy us, and here comes God, and he's like, look, be steadfast. I remember that day that everything happened. I, we were going around with our family, and we were going to places, and I began to hear the Lord speak to me everywhere I went. And he says, look, he says, there was a little thing, and he says, in, in motion, this machine, and it said, in motion. And I was like, and, the, and I know what the Lord was saying to me at that moment when I saw this paper towel machine, it said, in motion. And the Lord was telling me, you got to keep moving. You can't be still. You got to keep plowing. You got to keep moving forward. You got to keep staying in motion. You cannot get stuck and let the enemy wrap himself around your feet to destroy you and seek you out and do, do this badness to you. You got to sit there and you got to unravel yourself of all of this junk and you got to keep moving. Then I go somewhere else and there's another dispenser there and, and the Lord's been showing me threes, 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 threes everywhere I go for the past two weeks. Here I come to this disp soap dispenser and it says triple. And the Lord begins to tell me, he says, triple for your troubles this season. Not double, but triple for your troubles. Because see, what the enemy meant for bad, he'll turn around for good. He'll turn around for the glory of God. He'll turn around things that were unjust for his glory that he gets acknowledged in those moments. You know, when I went to that very deep place with the Lord recently, it's not a coincidence that the following day after this thing we had with Darren that the enemy tries to boom come and try to take us out I see it through the spirit I don't see it through the natural and I'm like oh this one's gonna cost you because the enemy stole from the Lord he didn't steal from us everything was supernaturally given to us for the ministry for the glory of God it was not our stuff it was the Lord's stuff it was the Lord's stuff to do his work, to speak to the nations through that radio equipment and all kinds of things we had. It was the Lord's. It didn't belong to us. So I couldn't take it personal. I had to give it back to God and say, man, Lord, this was your stuff. This wasn't even ours. So why am I trying to carry something that wasn't mine? Robashatanaramashati. When I went to that deep place, the Lord began to show me of what this area, what, where we're stepping into this season. And, and I began to look up in scripture, the branch from Jesse. And Jesse was David's dad. And it speaks about the lineage. And it speaks about the inheritance of royalty. And if we turn there to Isaiah 11.1, 1, it talks about this. And it talks about what's to come, what it's really supposed to look like in the kingdom of God. A shoot will come from the stump of Jesse, and his roots, a, a branch, will bear fruit. The spirit of the Lord will rest, rest on him, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and the fear of the Lord. 
and he will delight in the fear of the Lord. He will not judge by what he sees with his eyes or decide what he hears with his ears. You know, the Lord began to tell me about that this past week. He said, don't go by just your, your eyes and your ears, but go by your discernment of your spirit inside your belly. Because sometimes your eyes can be deceived and what your ears heard, how you translate your hearing can depend on the very wounds that are still inside of you that the Lord is trying to heal and work through you. So how it filters in, if the filter is clogged with some stuff, it's not going to filter impurity through you. So I'm there and I'm reading this and I'm like, man, Lord, you're so good with the word that you're giving right now. Or decide by what he hears in his ears. But with righteousness, he will judge the needy and justice will be given to the poor of the earth. He will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. With the breath of his lips, he will slay the wicked. Righteousness will be his belt and faithfulness the, stash, the sash around his waist. The wolf will live with the lamb and the leopard will lie down with the goat and the calf and the lion and the yearling together and a little child will, will lead them and the cow will feed with the bear and their young will lie down together and the lion will eat straw like the ox and the infant will play near the cobra's den and the young child will put his hand into the viper's nest. They will neither harm nor destroy on my holy mountain. For the earth will be filled with the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the people and the nations will rally to him and his resting place will be glorious. Isaiah's talking about this. Isaiah's talking about how the peace of the Lord will be so crazy that things that don't make sense in the natural will make sense in the spirit. You don't put these two animals together because they devour each other and they kill each other. And you're like, what is he talking about? I read this over and over last night. And I was like, God, what are you talking about? This doesn't make sense in the natural. And he says, I'm telling you, the things that you see in the natural, in the region, in the area, they're not going to make sense. This pastor talking to that pastor, this ministry connecting with that ministry, the unity between people is not going to make sense. But I'm telling you, if we went through this affliction, it's because God's going to do this. God's going to bring the, the vipers. God's going to bring the cobras. God's going to bring everything that we see in the natural as not right. And he's going to bring it all together. And he's going to bring unity in all the trash and the junk and the mess. And he's going to bring so much that the peace of the Lord will be there amongst them. And the glory of God will fall. And these people won't even know what happened to them. They're going to be like, I don't even know why I'm talking to this person. I don't even know why I'm congregating with them. I don't even know why I'm on the phone with them. I don't even know why. Let me tell you, God knows. He makes no mistake by putting certain people together. He makes no mistake by sending you places where you're supposed to be. He brings it together for his purpose. 
He brings the unity for his purpose that the glory of God begins to fall in the unity of what doesn't make sense in the natural. And so the Lord tells me, be patient in affliction. I'm doing a work. I'm doing a work. Be patient in the affliction. The afflictions will come. But my, the afflictions that my family took wasn't about our family. The afflictions we're taking is for a region. The afflictions we're taking is for a state. They we're talking about Ohio ablaze. And you don't think the enemy wants to bring some kind of affliction for Ohio ablaze? Yeah, he does. This past year, I've seen so many things happen in the body of Christ that were unjust. Not just here, everywhere. They were unjust acts. And the Lord's going to come and he's going to say everything that looks like a mess, everything that looks disarranged in a mess, I'm going to touch it. And what doesn't look right in the natural, I'm going to bless it and my glory is going to fall on that very thing. And I keep telling the devil, I said, devil, you want to afflict me? You want to afflict my family? Well, now guess what? The blaze and the fire is going to come more. I'm going to come out roaring like the lion that you created me to be. And I'm going to go out there and get those that are not saved, get them saved. And I'm going to go out there and I'm going to plow the ground of this state. And I'm going to plow the ground of the cities. All you did was fire me up more. That's all you did. And what you meant to take me down is the very thing that's going to thrust me forward into my purpose and my destiny this season. But see, we get caught up with people. We get caught up in the junk and the mess. We get caught up in the hurts. We get caught up in the afflictions. And God's saying, no, you will not get caught up. I am with you. Keep moving. Keep plowing. Be in motion. You can't stay still because the minute you stay still, the enemy will get you. You got to keep doing what you're destined and your purpose to do. You got to keep moving and speaking the word of God. You got to keep encouraging those around you. You got to keep pushing forward into the next thing God has. It's not about us. It's about him. It's about the glory. God wants to come and rest his peace. You you know when the glory falls down, there's peace. You can't have the glory and not have peace. It doesn't happen. When you're in the presence of God and you drink some of the new wine, you can't help but to love everybody in the room. Your your worst enemy can be sitting there and you just want to love them to death because the presence of God falls so heavy in a place that you don't want to hurt them or harm them. So don't come talk to me about the love of God because I'm telling you the love of God doesn't hurt people. The love of God doesn't harm people. The love of God brings things in a transition in your heart where all you want to do is love somebody and help people and do things for people. And when you see people struggling and have a hard time, you don't come stab them in their back you come and you lift them up and you encourage them and you say come on it's okay just dust yourself off baby we got things to do we got places to go God has a purpose and a destiny for your life and we don't have time for that we have no time to sit in the affliction why why you're saying why why God why don't we have time Because he did it at the cross for us. Because he took all of sin 
and all the bad stuff on his body. And the afflictions came hard. And he went through that for each and every one of us. That's why all of us, no one's better more than the other. We're all equal in the kingdom of God. Because none of us could do what the Lord did that day. None of us could take on the burdens of the world and carry them on us the way that he did that day. And I'm telling you, he's taking me in such a deep place of love with him. I don't care what I lose or people steal from me because they're not stealing from me. They're stealing from him. They're losing their purposes and their destinies in the process. And I'm telling you, 30 pieces of silver isn't worth losing your purpose and your destiny with the Lord. I'm talking to those online. And if you've been bringing harm to your brothers and your sisters, and you've been saying things that are not the heart of the Father, it's not worth the 30 silver pieces that you will lose in the process. Get your heart right. Get your heart right with Jesus, because Jesus wouldn't do some of the things that you're doing to one another. His kingdom doesn't function that way. <laughs> you talk about love and presence. And I'm telling you, if you're in the true purity of presence of God, you will not say and do the things you're doing and saying. You can't. You have to love those. You have to love your enemy. That's the word of God. Love your enemy. Feed them. Give them water. Help them. I don't even know who that's for, but I'm telling you, I want you to have your breakthrough today because the Lord gave me mine. I want you to have breakthrough in that area. Your love can't look like a tainted love anymore. Your love can't look like, oh, I'm going to love this person, but I'm not going to love that person. No, you have to love everybody. Even those that do wrong to you or you're not in agreement with, you still have to love them. Ramahashati, Rabroshati, Ramahashatandrabashati, Brohoshatandrabroshati. I'm telling you, there's such a breaking in this land. I saw it this morning as we were driving. And too many people, I was here when I first got here, people were so angry with each other. For 40 years, they held on to stuff. And I was like, no, Lord. No, Lord. How can they hold stuff in their heart for 40 years, God? <laughs> you know that the people walked around the mountain for 40 years because they were confused and they were lost? And God had milk and honey on the other side of the mountain. <laughs> it's not time for us to go around the mountain over and over again. It's time for us to cross over the river like Pete released and go to the promised land of the milk and the honey. I'm telling you right now, I'm telling you right now, God wants to do these amazing things in our state, in our city, and in our country. But if we can't see people the way he sees them, then we have lost the very thing that we have, we've been a part of in ministry. Who cares how many views? Who cares how many hits? Who cares anything when your heart is not right? None of that matters to the Lord. 
That's why he gives that scripture. I prayed for people, Lord, in your name. God, I healed people in your name. I never knew you. How can he know you if you're doing things that are not in his character and nature? You have to have the character and nature of Christ. The very thing of that is his love. Love in action. You can't just talk about love. You have to become love. You have to let the Lord come and touch you in those deep places inside your soul, inside your spirit, where the love of the Lord touches you so deep inside of you that you don't care what you look like. You don't care about yourself. You care more about him. You care more about being with Jesus than you do anything else in this world. And when you do that, you're going to see the glory fall. And you're going to see the power fall. And you're going to see all kinds of God's goodness come on the earth like never before. But until you submit unto heaven, until you submit unto God, not under man, let's just ex man out, and let's just begin to submit under heaven and under God. God didn't make a mistake even the money saying under God. Our nation under God. Yeah, our nation is under God, which is more powerful than anything in this world. I'm telling you, things are coming to a completion. They're coming to a stop. And the Lord's bringing breakthrough. And he's breaking us through. The enemy's mad because we're breaking new ground. And that's okay. He can get mad and he can try to rob, steal, and destroy. But he will not have the victory and he will not win. If there's things that you feel the enemy has stolen from you this past season, stand with me this morning. Maybe it was a self-affliction because you thought you weren't worthy. I'll tell you what, I went through this process with God this past weekend. I went through all kinds of emotions with the Lord. And the Lord came and he told me, not this season, baby. No more. No more. The roar, the roar of the righteous, the roar of the sons and daughters has to begin. And truth always shuts up the lies of the enemy. And I always talk about breaking his teeth and rendering him powerless because that's he can't do anything. He has no power. He has no victory over anything. Only through the blood of Jesus can we have that victory. God, we come to you right now, Lord. And in our weakness, God, we come before your throne, Lord. And we ask you right now, Lord, that you would heal the wounds, that you would heal the trauma, Lord, of any afflictions that your body, your sons and your daughters has taken on this season, Lord. Sometimes they took on things that had nothing to do with them, Lord. Had nothing to do with them, God. And they took on the afflictions, God. God, I'm asking for the healing power to come now, Lord. I'm asking for you to touch people's hearts. I'm asking you for, for you to heal the trauma that has brought illness to their body, Lord. 
I ask you, Lord, for your oil this morning, Lord. You say ask and we'll receive, God. And you're not a liar, Lord. You're faithful, Lord. You are the faithful one, Lord. And I'm asking that your oil from heaven, God, would touch your kids this morning, Lord. I pray the oil would come and fall on their faces, Lord. Fall on their eyes, Lord, that every scale would come off their eyes this morning, Lord. That the oil would go into their ears and clear out anything of deception in their ears this morning, God. God, I pray right now, Lord. That the oil would come and heal their bodies of any trauma, God. God, take us to that place, Lord, where it's just you and us again, Lord. Into the deep parts of your heart, Jesus, where there's transformation and change there, God. God, you're a mender, you're a healer, God. You're here for the brokenhearted, God. You hear the cry of the righteous, God. God, you're hearing our cry this morning, Lord, for the righteous, God. That every unjust thing, God, would be broken this morning, Lord. That the thief will be caught, Lord. The thief that seeks comes to seek and destroy, God. We ask that he's captured this morning, Lord. And we ask, Lord, God, <laughs> that your purpose and your destiny over people's lives, God, would come back in alignment with your heavens this morning, Lord. Would enemy, whatever the enemy thought he could steal, God, <laughs> he cannot have, Lord. We will have victory this morning. Victory in the roar this morning, God. I just saw things like shifting over people's heads right now. God's removing things from over your head that's been a hindrance to you. That's been a distraction to you. I received that for me too, Lord. You're taking it away this morning, Lord. Everything that's not of you, God, you're removing it right now, Lord. Every thought, every heartache, every broken piece, God, you're going to put it back together this morning, Lord. We thank you, Lord. We thank you for your blessings, Lord. We thank you this morning, Lord. God, help us to keep our love in action. That when we leave this place today, God, <laughs> that your love would continue to come out of us, God. Not anger, God. 
not hope defer, God. Not brokenness, God, because you're making it whole this morning, God. But what come out of us, God, is the love of you, Father God. Love into action, God. Not just talking about your love, God, but becoming your love, God, in alignment with heaven, God. That when we speak and we say things, it's going to come from a place of love from your heart, God. And we put into action right now, God, your love, God. Even when we don't understand it, God, that your love would be evident that comes above us, around us, and in us, God. In Jesus' name, God, in Jesus' name.